This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I want to talk to you today about trust. Just simple trust. Just, just simple trust. God didn't make it difficult. Life on the planet, the things that unfold, can be very difficult. But for us personally, God gives us truth. And so today what I want to encourage you to do is relax and drink in truth. Because I've got not a boatload maybe a canoe filled of scriptures, because I just want to stimulate you with the truth. Um, Trusting God, just trusting. So many times we have trouble trusting other humans. And really the first trust needs to go this direction between us and God. Because the word says, if God is for you, who really can be against you? And he is for us. John 3.16, and I didn't give you this, Donna, so don't get mad at me. Um, Yeah, don't we all? I mean, I cut my teeth on that at the age of four. God loves the world. He loved the world so much that he gave Jesus. And so I want to share some scriptures because as we look at trust, I want you to realize that you're built for this. Pastor Gavin's been teaching about belief. And belief and trust are so indelibly linked. I have some really funky handwritten notes. I had no access to a printer. Um, When I got the call about the service, I was babysitting my grandchildren, and um, Marianne and David were on a well-deserved vacation. And you know what's awesome about God is I'd already made plans. The boys were fishing with Pop, and Liv and I had made plans to go shopping to pick up. I was going to let her pick out gifts for her mother's birthday, which was yesterday. And so when when I got the text, I was like, well... You knew, Jesus, that there'd be a little switch in the weekend, but you also knew that I'd be with my granddaughter. And so I I said, I trust you. And I just went on and enjoyed because I didn't want to stop the day that she and I had planned. And I want you to know that's the benefit when your belief is in the truth of the word of God. When we rest and even our daily life rests on the truth who lives in us. Okay, this book doesn't live in me. The spirit of this book lives in us. So I I want you to maybe even, you might not be a note taker. But for me, if I have a recipe that I really love, I'll jot down exactly what's in that recipe and the amounts. And I want to encourage you, you may not be a note taker, you may not be a person who studies, you know, air quotes, but you need to eat and you need to drink. And just going to the word daily and committing into your interior the truths of this word cause the spirit of the living God to stabilize you. You see, yesterday I wasn't stabilized by one scripture. I was stabilized by a lifestyle. And I'm not pointing to me. I'm just saying I have desperate things in my life too. Things that go on. And so I've kind of begun to realize building my life, trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And don't rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him. This is a different translation, okay? In all your ways, know him. 
I think it's very interesting to have different doctrines and principles from Scripture committed to our hearts. And we might each think, well, this is the way you walk in it. But the beauty of God is that each one of us walk personally in these principles. So God guides your way. It may look different than mine. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your paths straight. Rafa was trusting with the testimony of the week he shared that he trusted God all week. And then even to give the offering, he was trusting God as he gave the offering. Heather trusted God so many years ago together with us in the paying off of this building. You may be trusting God for healing in your physical body. You may be trusting God. Don't underestimate the power of that trust. Trust, which is faith inside of our hearts, is a force that goes out against the things that come against us. It would be just like the, the suits that the um, guys, the sword fighting guys, they wear these suits that are a force that if the point of that thing gets near them, it protects their physical bodies. The trust you have in God is like a force field around your life. I sit here today and I really, really want to encourage you. When Pastor Gavin teaches on a Sunday, he's not thinking these things up during the week. He's saying, Father God, I have a church family here. What would you like me to feed them? Which is exactly what I did yesterday. I had a day ahead of me planning for today. I said, Lord, just talk to me through the afternoon. What do you want to say to your family today? And he said, I want you to tell him to relax and drink deeply of the truth. Relax and drink deeply of the truth. If God is for you, who can be against you? You may have a myriad of situations in life that feel like they are aimed right at either your heart or your brain. Anybody got some aimed at your brain? I do. I got a couple aimed right at my brain. The voices that try to speak to me about the situations are tormenting. They're lies. The truth that lives in me answers them. Identifies them. So if God is for you, who could be against you? Scripture says that. It asks that question. Sometimes I let God say to me, who can be against you, Kathy? You feel right now like something is against you. I'm on your side. Guys, we're talking about God. We're not talking about church. (laughs) This is what we have to remember when we sit in here on Sundays or Wednesdays or any other meeting that you go to with other Christians. You're not powerful because you go to meetings. You are powerful because the living God dwells inside of you. The living God brings your thoughts back online every time you act crazy. He rises inside you and says, you're nutty thinking, Kathy. You're going crazy. And I'll say, Lord, you're my sanity. And so sometimes he'll give me literally the chapters and verses like he was quoting them from the Bible. And sometimes it's the way that he has spoken them to my heart. Like for me, fear messes with me sometimes. So he'll say, don't be afraid, Kathy. I'm with you. What can be against you? Ever just had fear? You you may just be at home in the night or you may be walking around in the public and just all of a sudden you get this threat or sense of dread. Anybody ever gotten that? 
you realize there's stuff all over the planet. Fearful things that go on. We hear it in the news every single day. And yet the spirit of God lives inside of us. So that when those sensings of dread or potential harm, you can get them driving in a car. Anybody ever get that? Like what if somebody goes nuts here in this huge traffic and bangs into me? I mean, we have these thoughts that roll around because we witness things every day. But also inside of us, if God be for you, who can be against you? You see, a nick in my car door is real different than a horrendous accident where I'm harmed. And yet you may have had a horrendous accident at some point in your life, but you're sitting here. So he was for you. Okay? Remember, I'm just saying trust. My mouth is crazy dry. Sometimes when I get real excited, my mouth gets really dry. Here's Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you will succeed. And you will refute. You will refute any accusation raised against you. You will refute. By whose authority? The spirit of God inside of us. This is why he says, commit to your heart these truths. This is why Gavin is telling us, it's important what we believe. Because whatever you believe, whatever you really do believe is happening, that is what you will trust is going to be your end. And you know, that's a scary thing. We're authority figures on this planet. We're dominion figures. There's so many terms we use in church, but do we realize that when God moves on this planet, it will be through humans. He doesn't just out of a vacuum start doing stuff. He trains his family. And he says, I've given you authority. This was Jesus' last commission before he literally ascended. And he said, all authority has been given to me. Here you go. Now you go. All authority. What does that mean? The beginning of all authority is inside here. In my everyday life. When dread comes on me, when fear, when I'm looking at the future and I dread the future, there are things that will rise up inside of me or can rise up inside of me, depending on what I've eaten. You know, it's funny because sometimes food gives us indigestion. And I, I just thought of this illustration just a second. Depending on what you ate, you can get an, um, indigestion from it. Well, if you get spiritual indigestion... It could be real good, like there's a rising fountain of something great, or it could be creepy because you've been eating really trashy stuff. And so your indigestion in life is fear and dread or regret over the past. God wants us to live in the moment in a healthy fashion mentally because then our spirit can rise and our mind won't challenge it. So the rest of that scripture... This is the heritage of the Lord's servants. And this is an Old Testament scripture. You're not his servants. You're his children. If it was the heritage of the servants, just let scriptures paint pictures. You may have your kids' friends that come to your house all the time. They have access to your fridge. How much more do your kids have access to your fridge, your room, I went in the room one time in my bedroom, and um, Ben was looking through my jewelry box. He was just little, maybe three. And he just had all the jewelry just laid out, and he was just looking at it. I didn't freak out. 
It wasn't a thief in my room looking at my jewelry. It was my grandson. Privilege. I'd be a little unnerved if one of my neighbors just went in my bedroom and looked at my jewels. Are you all with me? There's privilege. You see, trust is born of privilege. When you know you have privilege, you just sort of lean back and say, you know, you've got me, God. You've got me, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you're right here. I felt like when, um, when the Lord said to me yesterday, I want you to tell them to relax and drink deeply of truth. I got this thing inside like there would be people here today that really had things that torment them. And I want you to know you can drown that stuff in the truth. It doesn't mean that the situation will, in a snap, change. But the beginning of it changing is truly when your viewpoint towards it changes. Hebrews 13.5 quotes Deuteronomy 31.6 and says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That alone is a scripture. If you meditated that every single day, if you pondered that scripture every day, Father, you said you will never leave me and you will never forsake me. We get he'll never leave. We, we understand if someone won't ever leave you. But I want you to think about the word forsake. Forsake means he'll never not be what you need him to be. So sometimes in dire situations, the beginning of you, him being who you need him to be, is that, Jesus, I just need you to help me with the fear because the fear is paralyzing me. I've known people through the years that were going through really dire healing issues. And the fear of the doctor report would paralyze them to the point that they couldn't even speak over their situation. They were like, I don't even know what to say because it was basically a death sentence. You see, we can freak out and say, okay, it's hopeless. No, the beginning of hope is to realize he's not going to leave me. And if God is for me, who and what can be against me? You may have a situation like that, or you may know someone that has that situation. You see, the, the only end-to-end result of that, at the worst, would be you've got to live with him forever. I mean, do we really realize the fullness of salvation? But many situations that need the miraculous, the first miracle is taking our thoughts captive. I hope you guys are hearing me, because trust, you can literally... Live in a bed of trust. And everything for you will change. I think, and I think this is about myself, okay? I'm not just pointing fingers. There's always, if, if any one of us point, there's four pointing one back and a thumbs up. You're right to point four at you and only one at them. Got it? So, sometimes I think, you know, Lord, there's a lot of crazy stuff on the planet. Crazy thinking on the planet. You know what's sad? I contribute to it sometimes. You see, the only reason that fear can take captive entire cultures is because every person is yielding to it. And God has spiritual laws that always work, even in the negative. There's a power to agreement. That's why last week in the communion I said, when we come in here together, there's a power of agreement in this room. 
I encourage you, if you've got fears, when you come in here, let them go. Let someone pray with you. Realize that we are a powerful family. This is a family of faith. This is not a family that judges, mocks, makes fun of, says, well, when you're here in this faith house, you shouldn't have challenges. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I've been here 30 years, got a few. And I don't think it's because I'm naughty. I think it's because I'm human. Any humans in the room? So he himself has said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 1.3 tells us he upholds. I'm going to change that for you. Just wrote, He holds up all things by the word of his power. Not the power of his word. The word of his power. You see, there's words in you. And the words in you are the words of his power. His power flows out of love. He loves you. He does not want harm to come to you. He does not want you to lack. He does not want you to starve naturally or spiritually. He doesn't want you to be without a, a home. So he is holding up all things By the word of his power, the word of God that lives in you, the word that comes each week from this platform as Pastor Gavin stays before God and says, what do you want me to feed them? And he gets a series on belief. I think there might be a few of us that need to check our beliefs because sitting in church doesn't prove we believe the Bible. Sitting in church in the midst of the presence of God, manifesting week after week, year after year, decade after decade, doesn't prove that we yield and surrender like Rafa said. You see, I'm encouraging you today, surrender to trust. Your heart trusts God. It's your brain that has an issue. Deep in your spirit, your spirit's like, I know who he is. I'm one with him. You see, I hope you're not feeling condemnation because I'm being vulnerable and human with you. I have things that torment me at times. And so I'll say, God, I can really feel my humanity. I can feel my humanity. And one morning, and I really, this, this is key, guys. I may not share this second service. I don't have it in my notes. But one morning I woke up and I, I just felt sad. I didn't know why I felt sad. There was nothing that had happened. But there was a sad feeling. And I said, I did, I did the faith stuff. You know, anybody been here long enough to have the whole faith confession thing down? I did the whole faith thing, and I still felt sad. And I was like, okay, Lord, I know what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear the Spanish. I love it, though. Culture. I said, I feel sad still. He said, I want you to thank me that you can feel, Kathy. Many people have gone numb. This was not a normal faith exercise. I'm like, what? He said, I want you to thank me that you're feeling deeply this morning. So I began to, I said, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of people that go numb. They block themselves off and they just go through the motions in life. But I feel everything so deeply. Thank you, Father, that I feel things because I don't just feel my own things. I feel for other people. I feel for other cultures. I feel for people who are in different lifestyles that aren't accepted. I feel it deeply. And you know, I started to sense joy coming up inside me. I was like, you made me this way. You're with me right now, causing me to celebrate humanity. He said, that's it. 
I want you to embrace your humanity, Kathy. Because only your humanity demonstrates my power. So he holds up or upholds all things by the word of his power. What he said to you is really important. If you sense that he has made a scripture alive to you, if you sense that he has given you a word about yourself, don't make light of that. That's kind of like the jewelry in your jewelry box. Take it out and look at it. Don't just stuff it away and lock it shut. The things were said to you to get you through life on planet earth. John 6.63, Jesus said, The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The words, whatever he has shared with you. If you've gone to prayer, if you've gotten desperate, if you've had, and I'm going to be honest, if you've had sessions where you're just mad at God, you're mad. Nothing has happened the way you thought it was going to happen. You did faith confessions. You did all the stuff church people do. And it still doesn't look like you think it should look. Take a deep breath. Have you really thought about the things he said to you? Have you pondered them? Or have you just held on to them like a weapon against a situation? Because remember that other scripture said, in all your ways, know him. Relate to him. Spend time with him. Drink in his presence. Drink in the truth that if he is for me, This situation will not take me down because what happens in a time like that is strength actually begins to come through your spirit like a fountain and begins to fortify you with your soul and your body. I'm serious. You can literally have physical strength because of something that rises from within your spirit. Many of you probably know that. Some of you may not. Some of you may have forgotten that. Don't forget it. Don't forget these good things because of the way he's built us. And I encourage you, next week when you hear Pastor Gavin teaching, listen deeply. Say, God is speaking to me. My pastor has gone to God and said, what should I tell them? Make yourself the them. If no one else in the room but you takes it to the bank, it would have been worth all of his study and prep and prayer. You see, this is not a joke. I love to gather with the family. But this is so serious when we get together. We have fun. We can laugh. We can joke. We can be human. But this, in God's economy, this is serious business. This is no joke. This is no joke at all. Here's a final one. Romans ten thirteen, For the scripture says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, I love this. We have Sozo ministry here. And the word for saved there is sozo. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be sozoed. I love it. That word sozo means safe, saved. To save as in deliver, protect, heal, preserve, do well, and be whole. So if you're sitting in a crazy situation and you're thinking, Jesus, I don't even know how this can turn out. Maybe even you're the one who made the mistake and got yourself in the predicament. How about that? 
Been there, done that. Made messes of a lot of stuff. But you sit there and you say, okay, what, what now? I've blown it. What do I do now? You go back to your absolutes. If you're with me, what can be against me? Not even my own mistakes. There are consequences right in front of me. This road doesn't have to be paved with dread, bitterness, hatred, self-hatred. doesn't have to be paved with any of those things. It can be paved with the truth that if he's for me, so if you're for me, Lord, speak to me now because I need saving words. I need delivering words. I need words that will bring wholeness to my thinking because I'm thinking crazy thoughts about me and I don't believe I deserve these covenant truths. Well, of course we don't. None of us do. Do you understand? That's the fact. That's the truth. If we hadn't needed a savior, we wouldn't have gotten one. But we needed a savior because we didn't deserve. There was no way we could make it right. So you call on his name and the beginning of the saving. See, we want the beginning of the saving to happen out here. Like I want you to deliver me out of the situation and away from these people. Isn't that how we think sometimes? Like, okay, I want it over, done. Let's start over. You see, when everything blew up back at the beginning in Genesis, he didn't scratch everything. He made a way. We sing that song, Waymaker. Okay, Living Faith, do you really believe he's a waymaker? Because he's in the process for a lot of us of making ways where we made messes. So what are we going to do with all these truths? What are we going to do with our beliefs that our pastor is teaching us? Get serious about what you believe. Because it's not like a child now that God's just going to run a little two-year-old or a one-year-old and you pick them up out of harm's way. He already picked us up out of harm's way. He said, I've made a way of escape for you. I have sozoed you and will manifest that sozo with every breath, every thought, every situation. You know what's a relief to me? Even my mistakes for the future, he's already covered them. So I don't have to worry if I'll make mistakes. I know I will. I'm human. So when I arrive there, I sit and trust now that I'm going to do my best, Lord, to surrender, to live in truth, to develop the truth inside me, to let you speak to me, to take your words seriously, to hold them tightly, to let them be the saving grace manifesting daily. I'm going to live that way. However, I know I'm going to snap at some point. Anybody ever snap? But you'll be there. And you'll give me wisdom how to handle it. This morning, living faith, I encourage you. Relax in life. Don't get lax. That's not the same thing. Relax in this life given to you by Christ Jesus. Rest down in the waters of truth that you're full of. If you come to this church for one month, you're full of truth. Because biblical Truth flows through everything that happens here. So I encourage you, drink deep of truth, the truth that's in your life, the truth that's sown deeply. You might think it's only a couple little bits of truth, way down deep, and I can't hardly get to them. He'll help you. Surrender to trust. It's magic. It's miraculous. It's supernatural. 
It's of God. 